Hello and welcome to one of the last Parenting with Play podcasts for 2019. I'm wondering how you're going, particularly in the run up to Christmas and the holiday season. How are you feeling about perhaps getting together with your family, extended family, your parents, your in-laws, siblings, etc.? Because it can be quite stressful, can't it? It can be really lovely and then it can be quite stressful when you put parenting in the mix. So today we're going to talk about how you can minimise the stress, how you can parent whilst your family and your parents are around. I'm Helena Mooney, and if you're wanting practical, respectful and effective strategies to help transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Now, for some of you, this might just be easy. It might not be an issue at all. Perhaps you're parenting in the similar way to how your parents parented you, or perhaps your brothers and your sisters are parenting their kids in exactly the same way. But I do know that for many, many people, myself included, it can be a bit of a challenging time because when you're parenting in a different way to those around you or how you were raised, it can bring up a lot of stuff. It can bring up a lot of feelings from you and from those around you because you're doing something different and that they can see different behaviors in your children. And as we follow aware parenting approach and parenting by connection approach, our children's behavior can be different to those who don't follow that approach. And sometimes our children can be more expressive. They can be less accepting of injustices and they can freely express their hurt, their anger, their sadness, their frustration, because that is the environment in which we've raised them. So when we then are with those parents and other people, particularly close family members, who don't follow this approach, who don't perhaps hold the space in the way that you do, it can be very confronting and very challenging and We can become fearful of judgments about ourselves, our parenting style, our kids, um, and it can can be a real source of conflict. It can also, conversely, be a point of like evangelical conversion. We want everybody to parent this way because we just think it's the bee's knees and we want everybody to benefit from it in the way that you and I have benefited from it. And that can also be another source of conflict. So let's start by first of all looking at what could potentially be happening and so that you can think about this now to minimize the fact that it might be happening and I just want to share a story and my mum who sometimes listens to the podcast if she does hi mum comes and stays for about three week periods because we live in Australia and she's from England And one time, and sometimes, and most of the time, it's absolutely brilliant. But sometimes there can be these conflicts. And there was one time in particular after I'd had George, my daughter was six. She just turned six. And so George was like three weeks old when my mum came to stay. And I was really worried about Emily's behavior because, you know, we just had a new baby in the family. And then when granny comes out, granny can be a bit stricter than me. And I was on tenterhooks, you know, I was tired, I was exhausted, um, as I said, with this new baby. And so I was on tenterhooks going, God, I really hope Emily's going to behave herself. Oh, my God. And so the more stressed I became, the worse Emily's behavior became. And it eventually 
resulted in, you know, the worst situation that I could imagine with my mum and my daughter, uh, where <laughs> Emily and my mum went for a walk, they took the dog for a walk, and Emily ended up in this rock uh, down at this park, shouting at my mum, having the biggest tantrum and shouting at my mum to go away. Now, this is all behaviour that I would never have in a million years have dreamt of doing when I was little. So it, my mum found it very confronting and challenging. And I then came down a little bit later on with the baby and went, okay, I need to take over here. So I packed baby George off with my mum, managed to get Emily down, gave my mum a cup of tea to calm her down and realised that something needed to change because what was happening wasn't working. I was stressed out. My daughter's behaviour was just off the charts and it was causing tension between me and my mum. And so what I did and what I would love to offer for you to do if you're worried that something similar could happen or you're worried that there could just be some form of conflict between you and your family who's coming to stay or perhaps you're going to stay with them is to really, first of all, look at what you want and how you want a parent. And, and I think sometimes it can be really helpful to get clear in your mind why you're parenting in a different way to the mainstream, why you're not using timeouts, why you're not using punishments and rewards and threats. Well, ideally, you might be doing it on an ad hoc basis, but as a principle, that's not really what you want to do. And to get really clear about it, to have that, rem to remind yourself of why you're parenting this way, of why you want to help your children with their emotions, to uh, be free to express their emotions freely with you because you know how beneficial it is. You know, you've got that beautiful exuberance and that playfulness and that laughter and that really yummy time together. And then also you've got the times when you need to step in and go, sweetie, I'm not going to let you hit your sister. And then you listen to all their feelings about it. Or you offer, I know you really hurt yourself when you fell over. And these could be different things that you do to how others do it. But if you just, first of all, remind yourself going, because I needed to do this. When I first started parenting this way, when I was then surrounded by people that I used to hang out with, obviously my family, I sometimes could could lose touch with what I was trying to do with my daughter, particularly when she was little. And so I would then need to remind myself. So that can be, at the time, there weren't podcasts 10 years, 11 years ago. So I just had some booklets, hand-in-hand um, -hand booklets that I would reread to remind myself when I was in a bit of a challenging situation, okay, this brings it back. This is the reason why I'm doing this. This is what I'm doing. Because sometimes when we get stressed, well, when we get stressed, that rational, logical, thinky part of our brain doesn't work so well because we're, we're really in the emotional part of the brain. We're stressed and it's easy to forget things. So have, have a book with you, perhaps put, listen to my podcast again, listen to an earlier episode that will just help remind you and settle you back into why you're parenting the way that you are to remind you. And then the other one is, the next one is to get support. So in the instance with my mum and my daughter up the tree, up the rock, I needed to call my listening partner. I realised that something needed to change here. And when we're in those situations, it's really easy to blame those around us. It would have been really easy for me to blame my daughter and just go, my goodness, you are horrendous. 
And if only you behaved properly when your granny's around, then we wouldn't be in this dreadful situation. You know, I could easily project my feelings of frustration and blame her. Or, or and, I could do everything really, is then blame my mum and go, well, if my mum parented like me and if my mum had this understanding and if my mum did do this and if she didn't do that, then everything would be fine. It's very easy to blame others around us and think that they are the problem and therefore if only they would change, then the whole situation would be resolved. But in these situations, we need to look inward and we need to recognise our role and what we can change. And the change needs to start with us. It needs to start with you. So that's why getting clear about what you're wanting to do and how you're doing it is, is a really good first step. The second step is to work on your emotions, work on your feelings around this. Because just like when I was with Emily at those early days of newborn days of George, I was getting more stressed. I was on tenterhooks going, Emily, please don't behave like this. And I was getting more and more annoyed. And the more annoyed I became had a direct correlation to Emily's skyrocketing, escalatingly dreadful behavior. So I needed to work on myself, first of all. And I called my listening partner and I vented and I cried and I raged and blamed everybody going, ah. And by doing that, I could then get back to my equilibrium. I could get back to feeling peaceful. My fog of the stress that had been clouding my mind for before then, I think she'd been, my mum had been with us for a week. And so that's, you know, a week's quite a long time, especially when you're not getting much sleep. And, you know, over this Christmas period, over this holiday period, you're probably not going to have a week together. You might just have a few days. You don't want to have those days feeling stressed. You want to have those days feeling relaxed and being able to enjoy your time together as much as possible. So the more that you can do this beforehand, the better. So call somebody. As I said, if I talk about listening partnerships quite a lot here, they're really, really powerful because we can't, as I said, we can't, well, we can't give what we don't receive. So if we're going to help our children with their feelings, we need to help have help with our feelings. But the change does need to come with us. And often these things, we can't think our way out of it because you know that, you know, if you're just calm, everybody then else is calm around you. Or if you're calm, then you're going to be in a much better position to be able to deal with the chaos that's going on around you. But it's very hard to think yourself calm. You know, just saying I'm calm, I'm calm, I'm calm doesn't work because you're fighting how you actually are feeling. So the more that you are in tune with how you're actually feeling, the more that you accept, I'm feeling really stressed out right now. I'm really worried. I'm really scared that my daughter's just going to be a nightmare or that my mum or my mother-in-law is going to be judgmental or my brother's kids are going to beat up my kids or whatever it is. The more you carry that and the more you think that, the worse it gets. You need to out, you need an outlet for it. You need to get it out of you. Just like our kids need to get it out of them and we hold the space for them. You Somebody needs to hold the space for you. So you need to have either a good friend or a, a formal listening partner, who is a good friend, um, to be able to work on these feelings. You can absolutely journal it down and write it down. That can be really powerful too because that gets it out of your head. 
through your hand and the pen and onto the page. And that can be really, really powerful if you are not yet comfortable talking to somebody else about it. But if you can have a good friend that you can just say, I need to call you or I'm probably going to need to call you and you can set up an arrangement because it's mutual and then they can call you and then you hear. And you don't need to fix it. You don't need the other person to fix it for you. You just need that space to just offload freedom of the mouth. Just let everything spill out. Ah, and then the relief. And that's exactly what I did when my mum was over. I had a really good vent, really good complain and moan and just uh, work on those feelings. And then I could, oh goodness, I felt so much better. And then I could go back in. And when we can do that for ourselves, it's amazing. Just things magically resolve. So because I was then karma, I could then recognize what Emily was actually needing. And she was needing time with me, you know, suddenly with this three week old baby, my mum was here, you know, I really had minimal time for her. And that's what can happen over the holiday period. We have minimal time actually for our children because we're so busy organizing everything to be nice for them. So getting back to basics and I could then have that capacity to be with them. So when you've offloaded your feelings, you then have the capacity, you then have the mental clarity your mind will start to clear and that logical, rational part of your brain will work really well again. And then you'll go, oh, well, that's why she's doing that. Of course, that's why she's doing that. And this is what I need to do, which you can't think in that way when you're in the full on stress mode. So your mind clears. You can then get back to the basics of just hanging out with your children. And their behavior then as a result just improves. It doesn't have to be that you're listening to their upset feelings necessarily and it's all this big turmoil. It's just that they need to hang out with you. And often the play bit will just turn things around. And then as a result of that, say in the situation with my mum, because then I was just feeling calmer and more relaxed and more confident about who I was, what I was doing. I'd had that chance to offload my stress. And then I wasn't so open to getting any judgments or any comments that might have been coming my way. And it just all dissipates. And my mum and I went on to have the best trip and then subsequent trips have just been amazing because I have been able to take ownership for my feelings, work on them, actively work on them, and then I can be free and calm and light and open and all those fabulous things to just enjoy hanging out with my family. So this holidays... It's very, you know, obviously do all the amazing physical things that you're doing, all the organizing, all the getting ready, all the cooking and the preparing and all those gorgeous things. But don't neglect your emotional needs too, because if you do, then you'll probably end up with your child on a rock screaming at your mum to go away. So just, you know, be aware that the more that you can then look after yourself emotionally, the more you can help your children with their emotions, their behavior is going to get better. Their behavior is just going to be beautiful. And you are just going to be emanating this lovely sense of calm and confidence. And so that if they're, if you sense that there might be any judgments from anybody, they're just going to bounce off you because it doesn't really matter because you know that what you're doing is great for you. It might not be great for them. They may not want to do it. And that's completely fine because it doesn't really matter. What matters is what you are choosing to do for your family and how you're helping your children. 
And that's where the sort of evangelical conversion part comes in as well. Because when I was like first found out about this process, I was going, everybody needs to do this. And clearly I still think that because now I'm <laughs> doing a podcast and have all my stuff, um, my courses and websites and stuff like that. But it's in a different energy now because it's like, if you're interested, this is it. Rather than going, you have to do this, which we can get. It's very easy to do that to begin with, isn't it? So when you sort of let go of that need to convince anybody else or convert or, you know, counter their judgments or criticisms, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter because you are solid in what you want and what you believe and what you're doing with your children. So when we emanate that, as I said, the judgment just sort of naturally either bounces off us or it just goes away because we're not open to it. And that comes from taking ownership about what it is that you want and looking after yourselves, looking after your own emotional needs. So I hope that that's useful. And and I know it can seem all a bit like, oh God, something else to do. And it doesn't have to seem onerous. Like I, I know I keep going, it only takes five or 10 minutes. But I think on the, I probably in this instance, because of I've just had a new baby and everything like that, my listening partner probably copped quite a lot from me. But the beauty of it, remember, is that it's a very mutual thing, very mutual relationship. And I probably had quite a lot of work to do because the other reason why being with our parents and being with our family can be so challenging is because it brings up all of your childhood stuff. And you'll get to see how your parents treat your children and then it might bring up reminders about, oh, that's what happened to me. Oh, I didn't like that or whatever the response is. And we often want validation from our family, don't we? Or when we're with our siblings, you know, the old sibling rivalries comes up. It really brings our feelings to the fore. So don't underestimate how big it can be to spend an extended amount of time with your family especially if you don't see them very often if you only see them a couple of times a year it can be very very intense so don't sort of devalue how you're feeling don't think well I shouldn't be feeling this way I should be fine you know I'm 34 or I'm 46 or I should have this all sorted by now when we're with our family, it takes us right back to teenagers or young children. And so it's very hard to parent when you yourself are feeling eight years old. So when you take, so recognize that that is probably going to happen and it does happen on a regular basis when you catch up. But now that you can have that greater understanding about, oh, that's what's happening. That's why it's so challenging sometimes. And then what you can do about it is take ownership for your feelings and do something about it by, as I said, either journaling it out or calling somebody, taking time for yourself. I just need to just have a cup of tea. I just need to have a little bit of time away from this melee of everybody and just recenter myself. And then you can go, okay, and my child needs that too. My child, I can just see that they're just starting to go a bit awry. Let's just take them off for five minutes. Hey, come and come with me and let's do a quick wrestling game on the bed. And that way you then stay emotionally centered and you help your child stay emotionally centered. And then, which results then in you just really enjoying the moment with your family and being in the moment rather than reverting back to those little young parts of yourself. And you can enjoy it for what it is, knowing that you are feeling comfortable in what you're doing. So take, take, 
time out for yourself and, and look after yourself and don't underestimate just how big a time emotionally it can be. Uh, Christmas brings up so much and being with family members can bring up so much or not being with family members can also bring up a lot of stuff too. So take, yeah, look after yourselves. And the more you do that, the more you can enjoy, you can enjoy it and have the Christmas or the holiday experience that you really, really want to have. Okay, have a lovely Christmas. I think this is my last podcast before Christmas. And I will chat to you again in 2020. All right, take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and you can see how you can implement what we talked about today with your children and family. Be sure to hit subscribe in your podcast app to know when each episode is released. And I would love it if you could leave a review and share with your friends. And if you want to shout less and connect more, head over to parentingwithplay.com.au to download my quick guide of five simple games which you can start playing straight away. You really can transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun. So have a great week and enjoy playing.